0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh the Pug Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big
1: John
0: McCarthy. Nice. Hello, yes. Big Josh Thompson. How yes. you doing? That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you just blew it. All right, welcome to everyone. Uh, this is the Weighing In Podcast with my man, Big Josh Thompson. Yes. There in San Jose, California, talking all the snap that will come out of that crazy mind of his today. <laughs> but we do have a UFC with one of the nicest guys ever Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson taking on the guy they call the mouth and Kevin Holland. It actually should be a very good show. They got a lot of really good fights. We're going to talk about those coming up and a bunch of other things that are happening in the world of MMA and combat sports. So my man, how is it now that you are big?
1: You know, I don't know. I haven't had a really a chance to enjoy the moment. So I'm going to actually see <laughs> if it carries over to the next show. I'm going to show my big ass around the house. I'm going to yeah, show my big ass there you around go, baby. the area. The only part I'm excited about being big is when I get on that plane. That's it. I know because you live that big lifestyle. So you okay. talk to me all the time about how there, being big on the plane There is, is nothing horrible. good
0: about being big on planes. The smaller you are on a plane, the better it is. Well,
1: John, that's why. You we want to be
0: Hasbola on, on a plane because <laughs> every seat's first class.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. That's why we. That's why we five. What I don't know. What is? It's not economy. It's uh the next two up. Business or or first class. Economy I plus. I, yeah, economy. I've done economy. Plus. I love economy plus. I'm not against it. People people want to rag it. in, know, all, all all they want to do is talk about business and first class. No, economy plus doesn't get the respect it deserves. It deserves some. Put some respect on the economy plus name. That's what we got to do. Put some respect on it. But, okay. Before we put some respect on that Economy Plus name, let's put some respect on the WayneInPodcast.com merch. Merch. The merch is available. We got new gear, new clothes. Look, John.
2: WayneInMerch.com.
0: It is the WayneInMerch.com. Wayne
1: in oh, my bad. WayneInMerch.com. okay. It's all right. I
0: was going to correct you. Don't worry about it. We didn't need Dave to pop in there. Yeah. The less we hear Dave's Boy, Scottish accent. He just, anything <laughs> he can do to start talking. I know he just loves that
1: microphone. He loves it. <laughs> so, but look, we, John and I had talked for the longest time. Podcast Dave had us, you know, um, working with these sites, you know, for t-shirts and stuff. And we just kind of, we, we love good shirts, good quality shirts. That's it. So we decided to join with one of the best guys out there that actually can help build this company in terms of our, our brand and our logos and our designs and all those things. And so we decided to start com. And now we've got good hoodies. We've got different designs, different logos. We've got the 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 way it's printed. It's not layered on there, so it doesn't feel hot like you've got a magnet stuck to your chest when it's hot and sweaty. So those are all things that are very important to us. Plus we've we got different types of um poly cotton as well as like tri-blend type shirts that are just a better fit, more of a slimmer fit for most of you guys that are uh you know fit like myself and not like John. Okay, and then they also have the bigger bulky ones like. The heavy fit, the heavy rise, like for podcast Dave, cause he's getting a little thick these days in the winter body. And, uh, yeah, we offer it all and there's lots more options now. What we didn't have before, cause we couldn't get was the hats. Well, guess what we have now? We've we got, got hats. hats. We got hats. We're going to have a lot more. We just got to actually pick out some more stuff to actually put up on there. We got plenty of options now in designs, clothes, hoodies, sweats. I don't even know what else. Oh, we got it all though. So we'll have, and we'll have a lot more coming in. So check it all out. Great gifts for uh, Christmas, check it all. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. But John, let's uh,
0: let's talk about this pay per view or not pay per view. Sorry, let's talk about this UFC that's coming up this weekend. Well, I do want to talk about that, but first I want to talk. Do you look? Do you ever get frustrated when you try to watch a sporting event and you go to it and it, it doesn't come out in the country that you're at, so you actually can't see it? But you know what? I know how you now do it. I have this because I use NordVPN. And it teaches me how I can pick out my sporting events and get them on my TV set so I can watch what I want to watch instead of being canceled out. I hate being canceled. Now I'm not canceled out. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to any country, Josh, any country that is showing the event that you want to see so you don't miss out on it.
1: Yeah, but what happens though is when you watch those sporting events from other countries though, people get concerned about the cybercrime and then potentially stealing their information and being able to get into their, their bank accounts or get into their, uh, their computer and just start messing around with things. Everyone's concerned about that with NordVPN. Keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. The last thing you want is for your kids or your wife or someone close to you to be out there and their location to be out and someone can follow them, whatever it is. Mug them, take their stuff, hit them at the ATM. All of those things are available, but NordVPN will help stop that. They also are a threat to protection that gets rid of intrusive websites and malware. And if you download an an affected file... Threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Those are all
0: things that are very important for you and I. It is. And look, for everyone out there, this is for the price of a cup of coffee every month. If you click on the link that we are going to show you, you can get an exclusive NordVPN deal of four months for free. Nothing. That's pretty good. It's completely risk-free. You can just do it. You want to cancel it, you can cancel it. And it has a 30-day money-back guarantee, so please go check it out like I did. You're going to be happy. Let's talk about the UFC and Steven Wonderboy Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. Both these guys are coming off of a loss, but I love this fight. I think it's a fantastic fight. I love what you know. both guys bring, and they bring about a difference in this. And so what is it that you see out of this fight that, that interests you? Well, if I can get Dave to pull up that fight card, I would really love to talk about <laughs> this fight. But let's go right to Kevin
1: Holland and Stephen Thompson. Look, I'm going to be honest. I really believe the speed of Kevin Holland will be a big factor. The reach and the range, which Stephen Thompson's kind of always had a little bit of the length advantage over a lot of the fighters that he's fought. He's got a little bit of the speed advantage. I wouldn't say over the top in the speed advantage, but the way he fights, his style of that taekwondo or karate style of kickboxing, it poses a lot of threats for people because he knows how to use his speed to get in and get out before you can counter. Well, with Kevin Holland, he's longer. He's going to be the faster fighter. He's going to be a little bit more explosive. Steven is 38 now, I believe, 37 or 38 years old. That, that will play a factor in this fight. Now, the other thing, will will Kevin Holland try to get this fight to the ground and get to the top position to slow Steven down? I don't think he will. I think he's going to keep this fight on the feet, and he's going to try to get in there and mix it up, and he's going to really try to put it on Steven Thompson and show that his reach, his speed, his explosiveness, all of those things that he can exploit Steven Thompson.
0: Boy, I'll tell you what, if he tries to do that, he is in for a horrible night. Horrible. Mm. Josh, let's mm. just be honest. If you're going to get a win against Stephen Thompson, what's the way to do it? On the feet? No. No, I agree. It is trying to get him down, force him into the cage, get him into clinch situations, take away those tools that he is so good with because he has got a plethora of techniques that he is outstanding with. His kicks, this is a guy that can kick and punch on the same side and have power. That is unusual. That's not something that people have. and. When you're looking at Kevin Holland is not known as a great wrestler. Wrestling is probably his weakest aspect coming into an MMA fight. He's got good stand-up. Probably. He's got good (laughs) stand-up. He's got a good submission game. But the wrestling is definitely that weak link. And there have been very good wrestlers that cannot get Stephen Thompson to the ground or it takes a lot out of them to finally get him there. I don't think that this is a great matchup for Kevin. I think this is a very tough fight for him to win. Yes, he's younger. He's not going to be much faster if he is at all. And it's the movement of Steven Thompson, the bladed stance that he takes, the way that he uses that footwork to come in and get himself back out. This is a tough fight for Kevin Holland, in my opinion. Dave, can you pull up the height difference? Hardly going to be any at all. Probably, Probably an six inch.
2: foot. Kevin 6'3". three. Yep. three inches.
1: Hardly gonna be any of that last side Check that's a lot. Three inches is a lot in the stand up. Come on, he's he to get his leg. Now I know he can get his leg up there. Stephen Thompson oh, get yes. his leg up there. I'm simply saying the amount of time it's gonna take to get there, and that Kevin Holland is gonna be the faster fighter. He is, and I love Stephen Thompson. You know we have <laughs> we've had him on the show. We both really really like him. And he's a great guy, man. I did the, that Ranger 15 with him. Uh, with him, <laughs> It was you'll fun. Never, it was you'll setup.
0: never get that right, man. Uh, Isn't that uh, range 18?
1: Range, it's 13, I think. Range, 13 or 15. I think it's 15. Range 15. I think it's range okay. 15. Maybe it's range 15. So I did get it right then. I uh, You probably it right. did. I said range 15. You
0: just never get it right because you always come up with all these different uh, numbers.
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of different numbers. <laughs> and I sometimes I always think it's Ranger 15. I don't know what it is. Well, it, it
0: could is. be a Ranger.
1: Um, he slowed down. The bottom line is, is he slowed down. I think in this fight, as the fight, in this is a five round fight, I think yep. Kevin Holland will have the gas tank to really put it on, start turning it on in rounds. I'd say halfway through the three, three quarters of the way into the third, fourth and fifth, those championship rounds. He's going to start to be able to touch Steven a little bit more. That reach, that speed. Now, I'm not saying that he needs to make it a full stand up fight. I think he will threaten to take down or two here and there. He'll try to get on, try to get over the top of Steven on his neck. He'll try to make it make it more of a dog fight. Get him into the clinch. Try to knee him. Try to foot sweep him. Try to do all those little things. Trip him down. Use his height to his advantage. We know that Steven's not going to try to take him down. So you're going to look at you're going to look at Kevin Holland trying to get into the clinch. Try to make it dirty and grimy with some elbows, some knees, some trips, some press against the fence. Try to kind of hang on him. Use his body size. But then that will slow Steven down a little bit, even more than he already is. As it, with his age. And I think that's when Kevin will start to run away with this fight. I do think it is a dangerous fight for Kevin. But I think the age does play a big factor in this, John. Okay, let, really me, let, me, let me ask.
0: To. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two things that I want you to consider, okay? Two things. Very simple. How many fighters has Stephen Thompson fought that is similar to Kevin Holland? Quite a few.
1: Really? How many, how many
0: how many fighters has Kevin Holland fought that are similar to Stephen Thompson? No, no, not, no one's really similar
1: to Stephen Thompson. You got MVP, Bingo. you got Stephen Thompson. So you there's got there's
0: one guy one that he can guys. bring into his camp that can emulate a lot of what Stephen Thompson does. That's a guy named Ray Daniels, yeah. right? Okay, so then let's take a look at the second part. This fight is not at the Las Vegas Apex Center, okay, the UFC's Apex Center in Las Vegas, which is a 25-foot ring. This fight is in Orlando, Florida, where it's going to be a 30-foot ring, which only gives Steven Thompson much more room to work like he likes to work and use his footwork. This is a big-time advantage for Steven Thompson with this fight taking place where it is. Dave, pull up Stephen Thompson's record. You're going to try to show me that he lost his last fight. Do you want me to show you Kevin Holland's last no, fight, too? No, no, no. Okay. But, but, yeah. So he
1: lost to Bilal Muhammad, decision. Yes, decision. Lost, lost to Gilbert Burns' decision. Okay. Now, can, he, hold it.
0: Can Bilal Muhammad wrestle?
1: Yeah, he can wrestle. Can
0: he, he can wrestle, wrestle better than Kevin Holland?
1: Yes, he can. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gilbert Burns, he lost to, uh, mm-hmm. decision. Very impressive, though, by yes. the way. Uh, Jeff Neal, he lost. Uh, or he won, he won. In decision. Vicente Luque, he won by unanimous decision. He lost to Anthony Pettis.
0: Yeah. Okay. He got he um, ran into a punch.
1: Yeah, yeah. My thought though is John is that the reach is going to get there. He's going to have a hard time dealing with that reach, and he will. And Kevin Holland will be the faster fighter. So he and also Kevin Holland is also coming down, sure to one seventy. But he's still—he only fought what one fight at 170, and then he fought at 180. So he really has only had one fight. He—he he is used <laughs> to dealing with big guys. He's to sure he dealing with bigger, bigger guys. I agree. I Thompson. agree with that. I so agree I think he—I he, think he understands the remedy on how to trap him against the fence, hold him, either drag him down or try to trip him and get him down, or just get him in the clinch to take away his weapons. Stephen Tom's not a great fighter in the clinch. He's good. But Kevin is not wonderful either, by the way. Okay, I, but,
0: I was just kind of, you know, and, and I'm taking yes. nothing away from Kevin Holland. No. I'm just looking style for style. Mm-hmm. Kevin Holland is dealing with somebody that is unique in the way he approaches the fight, is unique in the skill set that he brings to the fight, and you have, to, you have to face it to understand the problems that the style of Stephen Thompson can create. Where... Stephen Thompson comes into this fight. He's fought people that are similar. to, to Who? To who? Kevin Pull Holland. Point him out. There's his list right there. Okay, who well, is similar I'll, to hold Kevin on. Holland? Let, well let's you're 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 talking about you're talking about his stand-up. Is Jeff Neal, hold on. Is Jeff Neal not a more dangerous person on his feet than Kevin Holland? Got more power, yes. He's more dangerous. But he's shorter. Is Vicente Luque not a more dangerous person on his feet than Kevin Holland,
1: but shorter and slower.
0: <laughs> am I right? Or, am I right or am I wrong? I'm not saying height wise, I can't help things there. Darren Till is a guy I would say is probably the tallest guy. Yeah, probably in all of those, you know probably. that I could that I could say. But you take a look, it's you know, and you take a look at that fight, you know, against Darren Till. A lot, of, a lot of people would have said that they thought Stephen Thompson won that fight.
1: But you know, I look at Darren Till as the only guy on here that is remotely close to Kevin Holland. In terms of stylistically a little bit, you know, the speed, the inside leg kick, outside leg kicks, the, the, the fast hands, all of that. But then what's his name is, uh, Kevin Holland's longer and he probably is going to be a little bit faster or equal or equal to, yeah. to Darren Till. I okay. would say Darren Till would be the closest. Okay. And that's it. But I, I look at that fight, but he's also since that, that was when 2018. I do the math. I can't, but he's been removed quite that's a bit four from years. there whatever it's yeah. been removed quite a bit from there and that's a lot older and you know john at 36 37 it does make a difference it does make a difference it does it, a huge i just noticed a huge difference in myself and every and when i talk with frankie i talk with other fight bj i talked to other fighters that have been there they noticed that 35 36 37 is when the change started to happen but we all thought we still had a little left in the gas tank yeah. you know what i mean and that's kind of where Steven's at right now. And, and no matter how much we like him as a fighter, I have to be a realist. I look at, Steven's going to have to deal with somebody like a John Jones when he when he fought Gus the first time. He's not used to having to deal with someone who can reach him from further away. None of these guys can reach him from further away because of the way that he fights. Kevin Holland can. And that's where I think if the speed and the reach is going to be a big factor. It's going to be easier to hit Steven than Steven thinks, even when he's throwing his kicks. That's what I be- felt like.
0: It's going to be an interesting fight. I, I'd, I'd really look, and I think that the problems that Kevin Holland's got to f- overcome are a lot in this fight. Yeah. We'll see.
1: Either way, it should shape up to be a good fight. I think the whole fight ends up on the feet, though. I don't know how much Kevin gets him to the ground because he's not going to be an he easy to take down. And that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think he. And Unless I also he don't hurts he him. Wastes, he can hurt him with a shot and put him down. I don't think he wastes a ton of energy trying to get him to the ground, though. I don't though. think
0: he does either. So, I don't think he does either. either. This all is right.
1: what makes this sport so the fun, though, John. Co- Neither one of us know shit about what's going to happen on Friday exactly. <laughs> night.
0: Nice. The co-main event of this evening is RDA going against Brian Barberena. I love Brian Barberena as a fighter. This is a guy that just comes to fight. Brian had a great last fight against Robbie Lawler. He ended up taking Robbie out of the fight. RDA, we all know, been the champ. He's a stud not too sure about the size here cuz man it's going to be a big size difference as far as the two guys but RDA's got the great grappling Brian Barberena is just a, a brawling maniac who just keeps on coming after you
1: If I'm RDA why am I taking this fight
0: I don't know I don't I'm being it. honest
1: I don't I don't understand did he see something in the Robbie Lawler fight he thought he could exploit I mean I know that I know that Robbie's got He's got good boxing. He moves his head real well. He is getting older, though. RDA is getting older as well, but RDA has got vicious leg kicks when he gets after him and then throws the combinations behind it. That's what he does really well. He throws the hands, finishes with the kick, or he starts with the kick and then comes back with the hands. He's a fantastic fighter when it comes to mixing up his stand-up. I don't know if this is going to be one of those fights where you want to stand and trade with Barbarina toe-to-toe knowing that you're the
0: smaller guy. He he does not want to stand and trade with him. That's, that's what, in the end, that's what got Robbie into trouble is, look, there's one thing that Brian Barbarina has proven. He is durable. We talk about guys that are good at being the hammer, but not good at being the nail. Look at Brian Barbarina can be the nail for most of the fight and still come back and put it on you and be the hammer. The guy has no quit. He has been in some fantastic battles, just wars with guy. His fight with Vicente Luque is one of my favorites just an incredible display of heart by both guys Mm -hmm. i look at this fight and i think that size is going to be a problem in the end for rda unless he takes that size away and the real way for him to take that size away is get in and take this fight to the ground be in the top position don't let him be able to push you around and use that weight and hang on you at times make sure that he's carrying your weight Look, we know that RDA has got a good ground game. He is very, you know, very good at just basing out and creating a a, a solid base where you can't get him off of you. And he does damage. I look at that. He's going to have to go towards that. It's just three rounds. Man, Brian Barberena is a dog. And he's going to be in it for three rounds.
1: If he can still, I think if RDA can still a takedown or two and be able to control the top position or control the back or the side control or half guard, whatever it is, and do a little bit of work from the top, he might be able to still around, maybe two, but he's going to have to fight on the feet. Especially in that first round when Barbarina is fresh, it's not going to be easy to take down. So he's got to be very smart about this fight. He must have seen something in some of the videos. Seeing that Barbarina maybe overextends on shots, maybe overcommits on things, just walks forward too much, and maybe thinks he's gonna be easier at to, take the- right. to take down.
0: times, he's right. But so, so he is. is, he is. It, but the, the, Josh, this is like, and I know you've been there, and I've been there. You've been in that damn fucking bar fight that starts, and you hit a guy with the best shot you can hit him with, and he just looks at you and goes, hm, and keeps coming forward, and you go, oh shit, <laughs>
1: you know, yeah,
0: that's Brian Barbarina.
1: That's usually when I turn to my my buddy Trevor Prangley. Hey, you got this guy. I got him, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Prangley, I need some backup. Okay. Whew. Uh,
0: This is a good fight. It's going to be fun. All right. Next one. we got Matt Schnell. Fantastic as far as the stand-up game against Matthias Niklau. Very good all around, good ground game. This is, this is another good matchup. I I'm really impressed by the the fights on this card. There really are some good matchups. Well, they're trying to cram them all in because there's fighters
1: in end of the year baby, we, and you've got to get you have to offer them three fights a year. So you got to give them to Gotta them. That's why this these end of the year cards are usually really good because they've got to fit these contracted fighters in for their allotted fights. You have to offer them, and then that's what we're blessed with right now. There's a lot of good names on here. Maybe they're not top five, top eight, whatever it is, but they're in the mix of terms of they're fun fights. Oh yeah. These are gonna be fun fights. Yeah, Schnell's good. Uh how do you say his last name? Niccolo. Niccolo? <laughs> Nicola. Nicola. He's good, very talented. But look for me, the fight that I'm looking forward to is Ty. Yeah. I want to see, see how he comes back. I'm a Tuivasa player, yeah, yeah, man. I'm worried about I'm a shoe,
0: baby. I'm a shoey. I don't I don't blame you for being a shoey lover, because Ty Tuivasa <laughs> is a fantastic, fun fighter. But, man, he is up against it, against Pavlich. I mean, this dude's a stud. Sergey is a solid boxer with good technique, and he's big and strong. Now, that we've watched Ty go against that exact kind of fighter before. As far as, you know, someone that you look at and you go, he's got a lot of power and stuff. This guy's got technique, too. He's not just yeah. that brawler. and. Tuyavasa is tricky at times. He's gotten so much better as far as just technique, and he's moving his head off the center line a whole lot more. He's, he better be doing it throughout the fight because Sergey is going to be laying the wood to him if he doesn't.
1: Well, I look at this fight like you said. Sergey's got good boxing, but will he, will Sergey try to get a takedown or two to mix it up against Vasa? I don't, I don't think he will. I think he's going to stand and trade. But in that, John. What got the tie to Avassa against um Sergon was the push kicks, yeah, that opened up everything else. He, I don't think that Ty needs to worry about that right now in this fight. This fight is going to be boxing versus boxing, maybe an occasional threat down attempt or like a press to the fence, you know, yep. try to hang on you, try to get you down that way. Yeah, that but he, to he's also very
0: down. good at, at delivering elbows when he gets in tight in the clinch, so uh, Sergey. No, Tui Vasa.
1: To, yeah, and so what I'm saying like, with with Ty, he's good in that dirty boxing, that Randy mm-hmm. tour style, like hold the head, uppercuts, elbows. He's good in those areas. He's a dog fighter. So I think if I'm going to lean one way, it would be towards Ty. But my my hitch on this whole thing, John, this is kind of a quick turnaround after you just got knocked out. Uh, that, that is That's one of the things. That's what scares me.
0: That, yes, I agree with you completely. I would have liked to have seen him have more time away before mm-hmm. coming back because you just never know when it's that point where now you get touched again with a shot that you would have been able to make it through mm-hmm. if you had not been damaged earlier on, but you can't make it through it based upon you didn't have enough time away because you know he's taking shots in training, and that's never a good thing, mm-hmm. but we're going to find out. But, man, this is a, it's a great heavyweight matchup.
1: Well, John, he took a lot of, in that fight with Cyril, he delivered a lot of big shots. I mean, he sat Cyril gone to his ass. Yep. But but let's remember, he took a lot of shots, especially towards that ending sequence. Yeah. He was taking some big shots. A lot of them to the gut with the push kick, you know, and those, but he still took some big shots to the head. He took a lot of damage. This quick turnaround has me a little concerned. Yeah. But if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go fighter for fighter in terms of if he's a 100% and he was able to take, you know, his brain was able to, Get rid of the cobwebs. I'm going to go with Ty because Ty has been in there against those best guys. Has Mm -hmm. been in the the exchanges back and forth. And if Sergey doesn't fight smart, he could be in trouble.
0: Pull up Sergey Pavlovich's uh, record real quick. Because if you take a look, you see that guy on top. Yeah, Derek Lewis? Yep, and look at the time that it took him to get rid of Derek. Mm -hmm. Now, Derek... And Ty had a, a fight also, and yeah. Ty came out on top of that one. But you could take a look. There, there are some really good fighters in here that this guy has fought. He's good. He no. is a solid, solid fighter. And, uh, it's gonna I'm not going to argue
1: that. I'm not arguing that, but I look at Derek Lewis also, John. He's on a skid right now yeah he's having some he's having some issues I don't know what it is in terms of but he's just not fighting his potential like he was early or people have just figured him out yeah you know they've, they've really just learned like when I get you hurt I could put you away if I just keep pressuring you and that's you know where we're at right now. I think that ties is at a different stage right now in terms of he knows that he's only a fight maybe two away from being mentioned back into that title talk. So I think he's gonna come back motivated and ready to go.
0: All right we're gonna see next. Ooh. Ooh, you see?
1: Yep. Hermanson versus Delitzi. De, how do you say his name? Delizzi, Del, yeah. Delitzi, yeah. Delitzy. That's gonna be a good fight. But you know, with Roman Delitzi, we were we were thinking that every time we see him go in there,
0: his he looks real. up great last time. Yeah,
1: he looks real stiff, just muscles on muscle, and just like just all the bare oh. hair everywhere. Just got hair all over all over <laughs> his chest. You know, I never had that. So um, but then you got Hermanson. Just very kind of clean, good, good wrestler, you know, good on the feet. He'll go ahead and mix it up. He'll do whatever he can to get the fight to the ground. But I think strength is going to be a huge factor. The seems like he's a strong, very strong individual. And when people get in on him, it feels, it seems like almost it hurts them more than it hurts him. Like when you, when you get in someone like on deep on someone like, that is just muscular it just hurts it is oh this is not pleasant to wrestle with and i get that feeling that a lot of people when they try to shoot on him that's the feeling they get and they just kind of back out and then he starts touching them with his hands and they put he puts them out or he just he just puts it on them yeah
0: I, I i look at this fight hermanson has become much more comfortable in the stand up and he's much more proficient lately i look at these guys as far as in the stand up i i give the power to Roman, I think he's got the heavier shot. But I think Hermanson actually is probably smoother in the stand-up now. Even though DeLizze De has really come up. Wrestling, you got to give to DeLizze. Submission game, you got to give to Hermanson. So they, they both have their strong suits. That's what makes it a really interesting fight. Eric Anders taking on Kyle Daukus. Another good fight, man. Kyle Daukus is a guy that, you know, he doesn't... He's got that strange, you know, body look, a little bit, you know, awkward looking. Some bitch is strong. He's fast. He's agile. And he's going to have to be against a guy that has got all those attributes, who's an athlete and a half in Eric Anders. You know, strong, fast, agile. But you got to look and say, overall, the wrestling, the submission game, where does it go? I think it goes to DACA's.
1: Yeah, look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dawkins only based on the fact that Anders will slow down midway through the second round. He'll start throwing one shot, one two shots. Where Kyle Dawkins will fight. He'll throw combinations. He'll throw it in bunches. He'll mix it up from the hands to the feet. You know, he may even try to get this fight to the ground and put weight on him from the top position. Do some work and then back out, let him back up. Eric Anders is he's a fantastic athlete, but he's proven several times that he has a hard time pushing through. When he gets tired, his arms get heavy, his kicks get labored, and just things don't come out as fluidly as they do in the first two and a half, three minutes of the first round. So if Kyle Dawkins can get past that first three, four yeah, minutes of you that go. first gotta round. got to get past the first round with him. Yeah, I'm going to go with Docus Okay. Same here. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Nico Price against Philip Rowe. I love Nico Price. He is fun. <laughs> He's just a dog. He's crazy in the, in the cage. This is a this is a good matchup because they're both guys that are very good at the stand up, but I think Nico Price has got a more dominant ground game mm-hmm. than Philip Rowe. I would agree with you, you know. But John, I'm more looking at the Angela Hill and
1: uh, Emily Dakota fight. Emily Dakota used to be with Bellator. We know her very well. She uh, came over to the UFC. She her first fight was it her first fight? She just only had the one fight, correct?
0: No, she's had two now, I believe.
1: Is it two now? I could be wrong. Can you pull that up? Take a look thought, real quick. I remember her first one in. She had a great performance. She has two. No, just one. Just one again. Yeah, so okay. against Jessica Penne, She had a yeah. great performance against Jessica Penne, And um, she did some good work, man. And I think Angela Hill is coming in going, you beat my teammate. You beat someone that I'm close with. You beat someone I'm really close with. And I'm going to get that back for her. And so she's going to come out a little motivated. She's going to come out, throw some heavy heat with the hands. Emily Emily is a very good fighter, but she's very stiff and comes very forward. She doesn't fight like she It doesn't seem like she can make the adjustments during the round. Whereas Angela Hill will fight this fight anywhere. She will. She obviously want to keep it on the feet, but she'll get it to the ground. She'll come back up off the ground then mix it back up on the ground and she'll, she'll throw some more strikes. Emily's good on the ground. Emily's good on the feet. She's gotten better on the feet. I just look at the speed and the reach and of Angela Hill and then. Her aggressiveness, Angela. If you look at her record, John, she's losing those good fights by split decisions, and sometimes yep. she shouldn't have lost. Yep. There's some fights you're like, "How did you lose that fight?" Like the judges they either got it wrong or it was just so close. I get it, but there's a lot of fights on her record that she shouldn't have lost, that she didn't get the nod on. So this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good fight, and I think Angela Hill's gonna come in a little bit more motivated because she beat Jessica. I
0: think you might be right. Here, here's my grinder fight of the night. You look at two guys, both of them grinders, in Clay Guida against Scotty Hot Sauce Holtzman. This is a this is a great matchup. I really like this one. Both coming with a wrestling background but are completely different MMA fighters now. Both have solid stand-up games as far as they, they use it to get into their wrestling. The question is, can Clay Guida get Scotty Holtzman down and get him down without burning a ton of energy in trying to get him there. This is like I said, this is my grinder fight of the night.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look at the other fight next to it though, John. In oh, yeah. Michael Johnson and uh Mark Tiakesa. How do you say his last name? Tiakesa? Diakese. Diakese. Yeah. But this fight's gonna be a fun fight. But I think I think uh Mark's gonna try to get it's gonna be a stand up battle, a I guess he also is gonna he's been working on his wrestling. Yes. He's been getting better at the takedowns. Yes. Yes, he's he getting good at getting the takedowns and controlling the top position. But, but Michael, Michael Johnson, Johnson used to be a wrestler. wrestle, man. Yeah, I can wrestle. Yeah. And people people overlooked that. I saw him, he came out to San Jose for the train alta program. It was uh signing some autographs and stuff. So I had a chance to chat with him. And uh he was already looking real fit back then when he came out, and he was talking about how Mark's kind of started changing his game. He's like, I'm expecting him to try to wrestle with me. I'm expecting him to go ahead and let the hands go and let the kicks go, but I'm expecting him to wrestle. He thinks that my wrestling's not good anymore because I'm getting older. He's like, nah, man. He's like, I still wrestle every single day with every damn, all those guys at Kill Cliff. They can wrestle. You got Logan Storley. You've got all those guys that are all there. He's like, I get into a mix it up, mix it up with all them all the time. He's like, this guy ain't taking me down. He's like, you ain't getting to my hips. So this should, this to me is going to be a fun fight.
0: Yeah, this is a, a good one. All right, Darren Elkins, speaking of a guy that's fun to watch, Mr. Damage. Darren Elkins against Jonathan Pierce. This is a this is gonna be another good fight. You take a look, man. The the entire card is fun to watch. Before that, you got Tracy Cortez oh. against Amanda Hebas. That's a great fight. It's this a looker fight. The card is fantastic overall. <laughs> oh, looking on what? It's a looker fight. It's a looker fight. That's it's true. a looker fight. It is a looker so. fight.
1: And it's a good fight. That's It thing. is. This is a big step up in competition for Tracy. Yes it is. This is a big step up for her. Amanda Heves is a, is a fucking savage. She's going to come forward, she's going to try to put it on her. And Tracy, she can she's going to take a lump to give a lump and she's going to try to get on her and and just hang on her and try to get the takedown, try to get to the top position, try to mix it up on the feet. But this is that's a fun fight. Absolutely. Scroll down a little bit more there, Dave. John, like we talked about, this card's stacked. It is. Now, like I said, maybe not, maybe the, maybe none of these fighters are top five, top ten. Doesn't but when matter. I'm talking about matchups, And it's this, also the this, matching of them. Yes, exactly. It really comes down to the matching yes. of it all. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our uh, UFC talk. And uh, now we're going to jump into...
0: Oh, some boxing. Tyson God. Fury coming back again. Going up <laughs> against Derek Chisora. 12 I rounds for... I thought he retired. Fury's linear. What? Yeah, he retired. He he retired (laughs) for a week. (laughs) Unretired. That man (laughs) is. It's funny because Fury is still the champion of only one title, the WBC. Which you look and you go, okay, that's ridiculous. Now I'm not saying anything, taking anything from Usyk. Usyk is fantastic. I love him, but these two guys, if they got to fight, you can't sit there and hold titles off on this side. Well, we're not going to fight him, or we're not going to fight him. Tyson Fury is the best, and when you say lineal champion, he's the best there is in the heavyweights. Yeah. Usyk is number two. Those two got to yeah. fight. Yeah. I, and, this is and where I, sometimes you look at boxing and you go, you're blowing it, son. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a
1: big gap too between number one and number two, and nothing against Usyk. I think he's a very talented fighter. I but think it's just because of the size. Yeah, he's not real big yeah, comparatively. It's the size. That's the biggest thing I think for me. And yeah. I think when you looked at the Anthony Joshua situation, Anthony was also bigger than him, but oh, a lot bigger. But just the but just the the way the styles of fighting match up. It's not a good match. It was not a good matchup for Anthony Joshua against Usyk with the speed in which he got inside. Now, none of us foresaw that coming into that first fight. Then as we saw it all unfold in front of us, we're like, oh, I get it. He moves his head real well. Yeah, he moves his head real well. He counters really well. He comes in and closes the distance really well. He was making it really rough by using his speed and not not focusing so much on the power of trying to get him out of there. He was focused on the speed of the hands and just touching him, frustrating him. But when you put him against someone like Tyson Fury. If you were to put Usyk against Tyson Fury, it's just the size would be a huge factor, the reach and all of Plus, those he things can would box. be a huge factor and he can box. His footwork, all of those things is really good. So, like for me the fight that I'd like to see is um Andy Ruiz. I'd like to see is Andy against Ruiz? Usyk or who? Against Usyk. Against Usyk. Uh, Usyk. You, well, you, no, there no, what's uh Tyson Fury's talking about? Andy's next.
0: Oh, poor Andy.
1: Yeah, they saw all that like Andy. Andy's next. I like Andy a lot. I don't,
0: I don't want to see Andy against Tyson. I like him. <laughs> I do. <laughs> don't. I I'll do. tell you what. There's, there's a whole lot of different fights coming up, but there is one. It's down the way. It's in 2023. Mm. You've got Tim Zoo, Costa Zoos, against Jermel Charlo. Charlo. The Charlo brothers are fantastic, mm-hmm. so. Interesting. That's going to be an interesting fight. Is this Kostazu's nephew,
1: son, family, relative? Do we know? We don't know. Okay. I'd like to D- know. Dave, can you look it up? Tim Zoo Is that Costa Zoo's, uh son? Son? Nephew, cousin, long-distance relative, brother?
0: Has nothing to do yeah. with him. Let's
1: see. Tim, Tim Zoo Is that Zoo's relative? It looks like him if that's him. That looks like Kostazu no, a little bit. That is right there. Oh I like, the okay <laughs> okay right. I was like I was like that looks like him oh shit I was like yeah they are related but no that is Costa Zoo. I, it was a small you guys it, if you guys are at home listening to us it was a small little picture yeah, it was of a like small me. picture and so with my bad eyes I was like that looks like Kaza Zoo right there uh, dun, dun, dun.
2: To, just I'm type in if it's like if it shows Tim, just type in Tim
1: Zoo related to Kaza Zoo. I would just type it in is tim zoo versus rela- is related to <laughs> you spelt zoo z-o-o really well, how the <laughs>
2: hell would i know if i don't know who they are <laughs> he still oh, spelled shit. it wrong
1: that's so great oh, my god i wonder if there where the hell were you educated it. yeah
2: a... Maybe his dad costa will be with him at work yes it know. is his son see
1: that's his son wow that's pretty interesting that's a big that's a big fight man charlo he, he must, I, I've never seen him fight I've never seen him box So he must be good
0: Well, I can guarantee you Charlo is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay. Well, you guys know that's January Yeah, that's way down That's January 20 That's January 20, 2023
0: 20,
1: okay. But then you have Terrence Crawford versus uh David How do you say his last name? Avenya Sanyan Avenya <laughs> I don't even know But then that's that's the card that uh Chris Cyborg's on That's right Yep. So she's on that card we were talking about. So that's December 10th in Omaha. Ugh, yeah. Omaha.
0: Ugh. Poor Avancian.
1: Avancian.
0: Avancian.
1: Avancian. Okay. Avancian. You, Avancian. David Avancian, Avancian. Avancian,
0: good fighter. Okay. Just not, not Terence Crawford. Not,
1: no, but category. not. There's, there's not many that are. It's Errol Spence. Yes. Like it's the one it. fight that needs to all. take place, man that john that's the problem that's it's going to continue to be the problem of boxing everyone talks about the money everyone talks about the bunny but how often how much should we be talking about the fact that we never get to see the fights we want to see him we never see him and when we do get to see him right and the fight's a good fight years later how long how long does it take years later to make the to make the rematch huh these are all things that like are just huge issues in boxing all for the money i mean from a fan's perspective we never really get to see the fights that we want to watch
2: all right uh next what else you got for us dave all right let's hop into some uh goings on in the mma community Uh, going on get some reactions here this first one is uh making the rounds um you know we talked about conor mcgregor the other day but now um Artem Lobov is supposedly suing him uh, around the whole proper 12 thing. I will point out that Artem Lobov is releasing a book and he talks about how the main story in his book is about how he came up with proper 12. So, um, you know, is this a, just a kind of like ploy to get book sales? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, the story being that he came up with the whole proper 12 thing. He presented it to Connor. Connor supposedly... Uh, according to Artem Lobov, offered him a million dollars for the proposal. Artem said no. You know he just wants to kind of be that good guy who helps out, but now turns around and is suing him um, for um, you know millions of the shares that Connor sold for. Um, in addition to that, Connor is now um, Connor's now like making comments about Artem on on Twitter. So the comment reads. <laughs> uh this is a call out to artem the fanny fairy pad lobov i'm challenging you to a fight tonight 10 30 p.m i'll meet you down at sbg concord and we'll fight for the whole lot we'll fight for the whole lot going through uh going through having lawyers messaging me about defamation and all this suing and all you're a little fairy you're a little blouse mate i'll see you at sbg concord tonight 10 30 p.m and i'll fight you for the whole lot yeah Answer this fucking call out. Yeah, you little blouse. Wow. I guess blouse is a bad word.
0: <laughs> well, it's derogatory. What okay. I thought was... What I Where thought I was live, the... it's, a, it's a woman's shirt.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so picture Artem is a woman's shirt, John. Oh, you, okay. you're, you're right Good there. Good point.
1: Good point. It's got little fluffies on it. What I thought was the best out of all this, though, was that Nate Diaz also tweeted. So is Artem gonna show up to the big fight or what? (laughs) Just doesn't even care. Just like, hey, what's up, bro? (laughs) Who did 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 Artem show up? How many people are um, sitting home, kind of like, I guess, kind of not laughing at Artem, but just laughing over the situation that you know, this whole thing with Habib started by him flying. Connor flying all the way to Vegas to throw the dolly through the New truck York. or the window in yeah, New York, sorry, to New York to throw the dolly through the bus window. And then they had the fight and everything like that. But I mean, like, that was all with the Artem situation. And yeah. then now Artem's turned around and suing him. I don't know the details on the on the whiskey thing on, you know, how it all came about. Dave gave us a rundown, a quick little rundown, but I mean, if he offered a million dollars, take the million dollars. <laughs> <Like I>, just... <laughs> I get it, man.
0: I'm being honest. This is the way I look at it. First off, you know when when I first saw Connor and Artem, you know, look, they were friends and they were training partners, and Connor took care of Artem. Connor got, if if you recall, when they were doing the the tough, when Connor was a coach, and it was Mm -hmm. uh, Uriah Faber on the other side. I want to see. He did. Um, oh, Artem lost. He, I can't remember who he lost to, but I, I, we were doing the fight set, and he lost to uh, whoever it was. So he lost his chance to be in the house. And it was because of Connor they actually brought him back. You know, and, and it you t- just
1: take I a think look at Ryan Hall. Didn't he lose to Ryan Hall? No, was it wasn't that in Ryan the final that he lost to. That
2: was to the
0: ultimate Fighter. That was
2: so the, the final. That was, was that was the finale.
0: Um that wasn't this.
2: It wasn't an official fight then, was it? Well, it's not it wasn't an official
0: fight, fight. it was a ultimate fighter to get into the house thing. I can't remember who he lost to, but he lost. Mm. But um look, it's it's a shame. I know Artem was always, you know, you know, backing Connor and everything he did. All I can say about Connor is look, I'm not saying that you owe him money. I don't know anything about that or anything about don't put this stuff on Twitter, dude. Yeah, you're better than that. You know, if you if you don't want to talk to him anymore, I, I, it's too bad. You know, I think your friendship is worth more than all this. But you know, don't put it out on Twitter.
1: I mean, he lives on Twitter. He lives on social media, John.
0: I know like, it's it's crazy. The guy doesn't just have let it to. Be,
1: man, I know, but he does. And this is it's the. Uh, it's, it's what it's what it's turned it's what it's what he's turned into so it is what it is i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know what he sh- i'm not suggesting what he does with his money i, I don't give a shit no congrats his to him money. on all the success yeah and with artem it's it's rough to see when not rough but it's like one of those things when you see them kind of imploding from the inside you see your friends betraying you or betraying you but turning on you and you guys now we're not friends now they're suing you yeah you know, there has to be. There's more to the story than what what's being let out. There's a lot more to the sure. story. Whether it's you took my girl, or you know, <laughs> it could be anything. It could be a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I just know?
0: I just look at it. It's too bad that because both these guys look at they cared about each other, and to see it split like that, and especially over you know I hate to say it over money, it ain't worth it. But isn't it always over money though, nah, John?
1: Dude, it's always money's it's always evil. something to do with. It's always something to do with money. If it ain't that, it's a girl. It's a side piece. <laughs> They're all arguing over side pieces.
2: I'm going with this one isn't over the side piece. Next. All right, let's move on to this next story here. Uh, sorry, I've got you guys paused while I'm just reading through. So here we go. Uh, Patty Pimblett is talking about Jake Paul's fights being fixed. Now Jake Paul responds and says he... um. He wants to spar with Paddy, and if he beats Paddy in sparring, I don't know what technically like constitutes winning in sparring. <laughs> if he if Paddy beats Jake, Paddy mm-hmm, gets a
0: mm-hmm, million dollars. Mm-hmm,
2: <laughs> but Jake is obviously pushing for this whole unified fighters oh, association stop. thing, whatever it's called. Um, so Jake's saying, if I win, you got to join this this fighters association thing.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, let's just put it this way:
2: I would rather talk about Patty Pimlet going
0: up to his neighbor's ring and trying to clean up his dog poop, <laughs> dog yeah. shit all over the yard. I, I thought that. Patty was fantastic in that. Thing. I thought
1: that was great. It, it, I thought was. it was great
0: for for Jake to call out a guy. I guess sometimes Patty's up in the two hundred pound range, so. Uh, but you calling out a lightweight to 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 spar? Come on! Come this
1: on. is the youngest guy
0: he's ever called out. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. This guy's younger than him, isn't it? Or close. It's a yeah. yeah so look, I don't I'm know. not
1: saying I'm not, I'm not definitely not gonna say his fights are fixed because you know he's fought he's fought T Wood the way the his fight fights ended, are not fixed, not fixed, and the way he fought Anderson, their fights are not fixed. No.
2: That being that said, th-
1: there he's taking the Floyd Mayweather approach. They're handpicked. They're towards the end of their career. Yes. Or they're having they're suffering losses. Whatever it is. That's what he's doing. He's doing the he's doing the Floyd Mayweather appro- Floyd Mayweather approach. And it's working for him cuz people keep buying into this bullshit. Like they bought into Floyds. Floyd was Floyd is a fantastic fighter. He was always a fantastic fighter. But he never fought anybody when they were in their prime. That's just a fact. Give me give me somebody he fought when they were in their prime. I know Canelo wasn't in his prime, but he was on his way up.
0: He was young, he was very yeah, young. He, he was young comparatively to be in his prime. Would you Ar- say Arturo Gotti was close to being in his prime, but uh, you know he was he was actually tailor made for Floyd. Yeah his, yeah, his style was his style was just you know, uh, tailor made. Zab
1: Judah Floyd. was he kind of you yeah know, Zab Zab was Zab, right. I would say Zab was, Zab was, was a dangerous fighter. That was that no, was a good no cardio. Him. Yeah, Zab slowed down and he knew and Floyd knew that if he got him past the fifth sixth round, he could start picking him apart. You know, uh, you know what? I take that back. Ricky Hatton. He fought Ricky Hatton when he was in his prime. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. Yeah, he fought Ricky Hatton when he's in his prime. Yep. So I take that back. Uh, all right, next. Ricky all right, next Fatten. story. Um, <laughs>
2: huh?
1: Ricky Fatten is what they're called. No, Not anymore, man. He looks good. No, on the off season, we just call him Ricky Fatten. He's going to be back up to
2: two hundred here shortly. Yeah. Next. Um. So the BKFC president is talking about um he's doing a partnership with with Triller and it's going uh, public in December or January. He's saying he's going to have the funding to be able to get anybody and everybody. And he's saying that's what he's aiming for is anybody, everybody. And Nate Diaz is his kind of main talking point right now. He wants Nate Diaz and BKSC. That would
0: possibly be the worst move Nate Diaz could ever make.
1: Well... No. John, go ahead. If if they offered Nate Diaz 10 15 million he doesn't have, doesn't have to worry whether he wins or loses. He would just fight. I mean, obviously, I know Nate. He's he's that dog. He's gonna want to win. Yeah, because there's the potential of getting an even bigger paycheck after that. He's gonna want to win. Nate, Nate's a winner. He's somebody that wants to always win. He always tries a hundred percent. He's not he's not quitting for shit. Um. These knuckleheads that own these two organizations, they may try to do something like that. They may try to pitch out that much money. But who are you going to have him fight?
0: That's the question. And the, yeah. the, the real, the, here's your problem. And like, I love Nate Diaz, but he's got a ton of scar tissue yeah. around his eyes, on his the bridge of his nose. And you take a look and you go, all it's going to take is one shot to open that up. And it's not that he lost the fight, he but he loses it because of the cut. I mean, it's just not – looking at Nate in this situation, you're looking and saying, hey, you can do whatever you want for the money, but it's not a technically smart move in going to something that can have an effect of opening up all of that, you know, damage that you've received over the years, the scar tissue that's there. You know it only takes a small shot with, you know – Bone on bone, it's gonna if open an, up, and then you're you're in trouble.
1: But if you're an investor,
0: you're thinking the same thing. Like you get cut,
1: I'm out my money for one round. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or for, it's like I'm out. I'm out all that money. You get paid. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what he decides. They he has made whoever this guy is has definitely made it public on Twitter. I saw it a couple times saying we are making a big pitch for Nate Diaz. Now, my question, like I said, my question will always go back to, who are you going to fight? Jake Paul is with Showtime. He's off. Who who else is out there that he could fight? Give me somebody.
0: I mean, that's th- in
1: bare-knuckle boxing right now? No, I mean, like, if somebody has a free agent that he could fight. I mean, like, anybody. Like, there's not a sign with the UFC that would make it interesting. I mean, I don't know. KSI? I mean, does he have a manager, an agent? I don't even know. I don't know these guys and what they have. First on off, is
0: not fighting bare knuckles, so...
1: Hey, how about Dylan Dennis <laughs> 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 All right, I'm glad we both laughed at that. Okay. All right.
2: All right, All right. on to the next. Next. All right, uh, next story here. Let me just confirm which one this is. Oh, yeah, so, um, John, interested in hearing your thoughts on this. So, there was some... Oh, is it, does this have Ali in it? Because Ali loves me. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> This is to do with um, the PFL fight with between Kayla and uh, Larissa Pacheco. Um, her manager Alex Davis um, is commenting about this video that's out where Ali was giving Kayla corner advice during during the um, the round uh, one minute round break, um, and and Alex had approached Ali and said. Um, I think his name is Alex Davis, yeah, he had approached Alex Davis, I know him. Uh, he had approached Ali and said, hey, stop stop talking to her because not only was he shouting across to Kayla, but but um, his claim is that Larissa couldn't hear instructions um, because she, because he, you know he was yelling so she couldn't hear her own coaches um, and so he said um, he said to Ali, you know, go get out of here, you're not here to corner her and um, go, go get out of here and then he tells the commission. The commission tells Ali, um, "Get back to your seat." And Ali says, uh, "Go fuck yourself." Um, and then his claim is that Ali is basically cheating, and the commission needs to step in and stop this because that's, you know, that's that's an unfair advantage to to his fighter, and that managers aren't supposed to be doing this. They're supposed to be um, managing their athletes.
1: I'll tell you right now that Ali's not going to like John even more after he John says
0: what he's going to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell you that right now.
0: Go ahead, John. Uh, first off, I'm going to be honest as far as Ali can be in that arena and be saying what he wants as much as he wants. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. That, uh, I love Alex Davis. He's a great, great guy, great manager of fighters and everything like that but Ali can be yelling stuff during the break between rounds. If he's in the corner, it's different. Mm -hmm. He can't be yelling across to the opponent or anything like that. Then the commission can step in. And so I don't know the exact position of where they were at and anything. I'm seeing like a picture of Ali in a suit, you know, when he's standing up, but he can yell like any fan can yell across. You know, they're not going to, be able to do anything about that if he's part of the corner now they can do something about it he's licensed go ahead
1: i think what they're saying is that he's walking up to the cage where they were cornering and yelling across the cage so as a fan he most fans have to stay in their seats or they can stand up but they can't go up to the cage or the ring apron and start yelling across the cage
0: and it seems like that's kind of where he was at yeah, it that's looks, the, it looks like he's. It looks like he's moving around during the fight. Yeah, as I'm seeing the fight going on, and he's he's trying to bark out instructions there, and everything. And look at Kayla. He he manages Kayla, and so mm-hmm. he's trying to give her advice and stuff. But no, he cannot move around to where she is. Yeah, they would. They they could tell him, hey, you take your. Where's your seat? Go sit in your seat. Yeah. but uh, yeah.
2: It's also like, dude, you don't think. Um, you don't think Kayla knows hell she's doing better than, oh, no. better no, than a fight no, manager? No. <laughs>
1: I mean, when you're... T- yeah, but to answer your question, though, Dave, is that like fighters, we have corners because even though we know what we're doing, we need to be reminded of situations while it's going on. Hey, don't forget to use your elbows because sometimes we get carried away just punching. You know, like, use your elbows, cut, look for cuts, whatever it is, bring well, you let up let me, to the middle. Then, let,
0: then let's ask you this. Let's see. Would yeah. you rather have Mike Brown, who's in your corner as your trainer, barking out what you should be doing, or should it be your manager?
1: Yes, yo say But what what you're missing here, though, John, is that I'm not missing anything here. She's on the other she's on the other side, so he's yelling actually from uh, Larissa's corner. Is where I know. Ali is standing. I know. I, I get what you're saying. I get it. I get what you're saying. But like from the other side, sometimes you don't hear your corner from the other side, especially <laughs> when your opponent's corner is yelling out orders to her. So they don't. You can't always hear. So Ali's trying to yell over them.
0: Let's just be honest. It's a game that's been okay, played no, for a no, long time. No, John. no let's just this. be honest. Okay, let's take a look at this and be as honest as you can be about this entire situation. Ali started with who? The World Series of Fighting, mm-hmm. right? Was he not their matchmaker while he was a manager? I'm not sure. Yeah, he was. Okay. So he was their matchmaker, and then. Got into a little bit of trouble with some of the, you know, conflicts of interest that are associated with all of that, and so, but he still has a freebie with the PFL. He gets to go where he wants and do what he wants and stuff. And so he's used to having that freedom. He's he's going to take you know use it to his advantage as much as he can. I understand what I, what Alex Davis is saying, and he's right. He shouldn't be able to move around where he wants to bark out instructions and he definitely shouldn't be able to do it through the corner of larissa pacheco while Kayla is over in that you know corner
1: yeah i agree it is what it is yeah until the commission says something to him or finds him or does whatever then it's he'll just people will continue to do it not just just say
0: and just say it now ali now hates me even more oh my god
1: (laughs) but john this is this is this has been a game that's been played forever sure I remember when we were when King of the Cage was at Indian casinos, and I would be on one side, and Bob Cook would be on the other, and we would yell. Astru- yeah, yeah, across but see, don't, don't,
0: but don't, don't give. You're, you're bringing in King of the Cage at Indian casinos, so you're saying Saboba Casino hmm. was where they were at, okay? Hmm. And where was your regulation? Oh, there wasn't know. any. And that's so. Whatever you did there, that's fine. This hmm. is the state of New York. With the New York State Athletic Commission, and that's what Alex Davis is complaining about—that mm-hmm. you allowed this to happen. It should never have happened. <clears throat> so
1: they're new to the MMA game. Give them kind of some slack. <laughs> I'm not the any... New York Commission. No, look at
0: the New York Commission's got some great people associated with it. It really does, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it could be that you know they they sent an inspector over there, and you saw him going back. You know, it's like most of the time they're not going to kick somebody out. They're going to tell you go back to your seat.
2: Yeah. Next. All right, next story here. Uh, Wonder Boy is not talking about retirement but said that everybody is talking about he should retire, but he's not interested. He's just having fun. He talked about his last two fights, how he was basically just laid on and but he (laughs) is interested in exciting fights right now. He's not interested in retiring. And he just wants to have fun and uh, test himself. What do you guys yeah. think about that?
0: I'm 100 percent for it. As long as he's you know happy with what he's doing and happy with his uh the fights that he's getting and enjoying himself and feeling that he can be competitive, yeah. go.
1: Yeah, th- that's the biggest thing. Is when fighters start taking a lot of knockouts, is when we start talking about it's time to hang it up. But he's not taking knockouts. He's getting no. decisioned. You know, I mean he lost the fight to Pettis, but that was the that was the one time he was knocked out. The rest of the yeah. time he's getting decisioned by people taking him down, grinding him out, whatever it is. He still has a lot left in the tank. I get it. And I'm not trying to push him into retirement at all. I'm simply saying that when I matched him up when we talked the UFC talk, when I matched him up against Kevin Holland, I think the height, the reach, the speed, and the explosiveness as long with the, along with the age will play a factor, especially as this gets into a five round fight just speaking from experience the age played a factor around that same age 37 38 39 is when he started filling it he's at that age 37 38 somewhere in there that's where i think if you want to keep fighting and you're not taking a ton of damage which he very rarely does fuck have at it man collect that check if i could have done it i would have fought longer to be honest but i just didn't like taking the damage that i was taking and that's a that's a big deal that was a big deal to me because i wanted to be able to Still try and put whatever words together as I could, as you guys can tell. I have a hard time. Well, that, for that shit sometimes. didn't work. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I had a really. rap, they could see headbutts. I mean, shit. Oh, I fight yeah, yeah, to talk, You could, you, but... you know,
0: you could blame things on anybody you want, but uh, you know uh, what? Uh, blah blah blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> okay, In a couple of weeks, I'll sound like the fucking teacher from Charlie Brown.
2: All right, next. That. The siege, the siege oh, um, alright we'll wrap up on this one so um, Islam's coach Javier Mendez is saying that he doesn't believe Islam should have been placed at number two in our pound for pound rankings in the UFC um, he thinks it's too early I'd love to know you guys thoughts on this
1: I, for me when you look at it right the ones that were ranked ahead of him were now are, are, got beat so that's why they dropped and you you're gonna put your champion up there ahead. So you have Volk, you've got uh, Islam, you've got Leon. Those are the champions, and they beat the guys that were ranked ahead. I'm surprised that uh, Prahara isn't up higher, to be honest. And I would have Francis probably up above Kamara Usman, only based on because Kamara lost. That's it. And I, I I'm not saying that those guys still don't deserve to be up there. They do, but it just the weird circumstances. Kamara loses by knockout. Is he loses by knockout? Those guys were up at the top, you know, and Volk is still there. So where were you going to put him? That's the way I look at it. I mean, and you could probably interchange Leon and, and Islam. I, I ain't having a problem with that. And I'd probably have maybe even Francis right up there with with uh maybe past Islam or or right behind Islam. I don't care how you put them. But the, all of them are on their first title defenses.
0: First. You know, off. I mean, first yes. off. Let's just be honest. Doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It doesn't mean shit. Okay. It doesn't mean anything. And, and you know, look at Javier Mendez is looking at this like, hey, I believe my guy is going to be there at number one eventually, but I don't want you to put so much pressure on him right away after one fight, one defense. Now you're throwing him up there that he's number two. Why are you doing that to him? Because it's just added pressure. And it is added pressure. No, no doubt about it because guys take a look at this. But in the end, None of this matters.
1: You know what I don't get, John, when I'm looking at their pound-for-pound rankings is that Perera with, what, five, six fights beats Izzy?
0: Seven fights, yeah. Seven
1: fights but, beats but Izzy. But he's below Izzy. <clears throat> but he's below Izzy. That's yeah. one. Yeah. Two is, like, Kamaru Usman was up there, and Leon was just one ahead of him. But then Perera's two behind Izzy after he just beat him. It, like, this, the, the rankings... It I, just sense. don't make sense. They just don't yeah. make sense at all. Well, if
0: um, you're gonna be honest, Aljamain Sterling is at nine.
1: Exactly, and Alger should be higher.
0: Hell yes, he should. Should
1: be way higher. I don't understand how you have the pound for pound rankings and then you don't have your champions one through whatever, however many titles there are. You know, I don't know the rules either, so just don't don't judge me. I don't think so there's so no rules as far as you should have. But no, but I'm saying I don't know the rules of the sport either, so don't judge me. I don't know how many weight classes <laughs> there are. So there's. You know, you, I don't know how you don't have your champions as the pound for pound, and then you have the ones that are number one, number two ranked behind them. I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, you, know, you don't have that. Kamaru Usman is it, what had fourteen yeah, fight I mean, win streak. And don't
0: don't you look at it like okay, you could have a guy who is the pound for pound. We'll say Volkanovski. He's one forty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> now there could be a stud at one forty five. We'll say Max Holloway. is just tearing it up and he's actually better than the champion in a different weight division. Possible? Yeah,
1: that's going to happen. That's going to be quite common when you're talking about the lighter weight classes because all those fighters are better
0: than the heavier weight class guys. (laughs) Unless they fought and then they get smashed. No, but I agree with you. They're
1: just better fighters.
0: No, they get smashed. Really? Uh, Really? Okay. All right. so Islam is going to Islam's going to beat whoever's at 170. And no, Islam's going to beat Francis Ngannou.
1: No, but I'm saying you're going to exactly. oh, go, go up weight class. That's my point. I go understand. John, I know how
0: good Islam John. is. Size matters. He, <laughs> it does. You can sit there say whatever you me. want. No, they're better fighters. Nope. You're killing me. When it comes down me. to them actually facing off, guess who's going to win? The bigger guy.
1: Look, if we ran around the cage for a second, Francis would get tired. We're not going to run
0: around the cage. Islam would win.
1: <laughs> as soon as that yeah. fight hits the ground, Islam's taking his Oh, own. Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, my point is is that Islam deserves to be up in that top mix. He I just does. don't understand how you don't have Aljo higher up there. I, I don't get say, that part. Aljo heart. should be higher. No doubt about it. And then how is, is he still ranked ahead of Alex when Camaro lost, too, to Leon, and Leon's ranked ahead of him. I don't, I'm confused on how this is all working. You got Charles right in the middle there, but you don't have your other champions like Al Joe and Alex above Charles, who just lost the title. I know. It's, it's a little bit of a cluster right now, but they'll sort it all out. You know, we'll sort good. it all out. We'll see. John Jones all the way down there at number 13. But as soon as he wins that, that heavyweight title, he'll be back up at like number two or number one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then my question is this then, John. If Islam beats Volk, does he go to number one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. If John Jones beats Curtis Blades for the title and not Francis, does he go to number one? I don't think John he will. Jones got the longest winning streak I in the game. Does, I think he
0: should.
1: I think he should. That's where I'm at. I'm like, does he go think, to number one? Very rarely does,
0: will you see a guy that's the heavyweight be number one, pound for pound. Because why do you have a pound for pound?
1: Oh, beat the heavyweight at, at heavyweight. At Very
0: rarely will you ever see a heavyweight at number one in pound for pound. Because why do you have the pound for pound list? It's because you, exactly what I was just joking about. Mm. There's a reason why weight wins, okay? It's hard mm. to move that weight. If you're Volkanovski and you're fighting Francis Ngannou, is is not Volkanovski a great fighter? Mm-hmm. You can't deal with the size difference and the weight difference. It's mm. There's too much. The power difference is too much. Yeah. So very rarely do you see the heavyweight being the number one pound for pound because the reason for the pound for pound is to prove, is to sit there and give acknowledgement to Islam Makachev at 155 or Volkanovsky at 145, saying, you know, pound for pound, you match these guys up. These guys are the best yeah, fighters in the, in but the world. John, you could consider
1: to be the best fighter. Yes, you could. And he'd be yes, the legit best fighter. Now, I mean, I'd like yes, to see could. him fight Francis to still, to, you know, to get the title. Legitly do that way versus fighting, uh, Curtis Blades. But it does pitch for an argument that John, not really ever having a real loss on his record. You know, what I mean, um, you could say that he is the pound for pound. So Islam would be his stay would be probably short lived at the top if he does beat bulk. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, next, or is that it? No, we have, we have one more, Dave. We need, we have one more. What's the one that I sent you about the title between uh, the Uh-oh. tweet that was sent with, pfl and kayla harrison and uh i always like to leave on a on a very negative note so let's continue (laughs) this (laughs) Uh, i sent you the tweet
0: here i can pull it up you want me pulling oh
1: i sent it to john sorry i didn't send it to you i sent Uh, it to pfl yeah so the the guy's name i don't know who it is don davis don davis does he run the pfl or is he part of the pfl or he says the offer still stands
0: he does. Here, here, here you go. The offer stands. Kayla H versus Chris Cyborg. One million each fighter, plus two million to the winner. Additional tip: winner choice of a Rolls Royce. Biggest cash purse in history for female MMA fight. No more hiding. Decide the best in the cage. PFL MMA pay-per-view super fight. Hashtag Kayla Cyborg. Well, the problem here is, Mr. Davis, you are disrespecting your new champion. Your PFL lightweight tournament winner just beat Kayla Harrison, and you're trying to put Kayla in a fight with Chris Cyborg, and you're being crazy, man. Don't disrespect your champion. Kayla just lost. I love Kayla, and I think she's a fantastic fighter, but... If you're gonna say you want Cyborg to fight someone at this moment, you should be putting her, trying to put her against Pacheco. That's a fun fight. They're that's a great fight. Up. They both stand up and bang. That's a great play. fight. But yeah, it's right. a little, it's a little strange. What's strange?
1: That he would offer a fight, saying, no, "Oh, the best pound, the, the best crazy pound for pound," but yet your pow- your pound for pound, just lost to somebody
0: yeah well and you're saying who's the best you know we're gonna find out who's the best what about the person that just beat her that's you have a contract with interesting i mean sometimes you take a look at people involved in promotions and you go you're not using your noodle
1: yep but hey dave um can you pull up that uh Okay, so go to Wayne In Podcast. Wayne In Podcast. Is it Wayne In Podcast merch? No, no. Wayne In Merch. In, Wayne In Merch. There we go. Um, WayneInMerch.com. Hold on, John. I'm texting Dave.
2: <clears throat> Boy. This is us in a nutshell. Yes, this is, it. It.
1: This is us in real life, though, by the way. <laughs> Wayne In Merch. Look, I really like this design with the flag. I like that one Love as well. It. And the, and you know John, why did not we ever think of the Let's get it on?
0: Because I try to stay far away from it. <laughs>
1: do you? Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. thought it was good though. I think it's good. It I've never good, been. It. I've never been a big skulls person, but I actually kind of like the design he did. Yeah, I like. The I like. I like the bring back of our old logo, and I also what I really love is the old logo on a black shirt with just the white low, just the white, the small little white one off to the side. Yeah, I really you, like you, that.
0: You like that because see you you know what it is and stuff, but people have to see the
1: logo. Yeah, I really like that, man. Like it's simple. <laughs> I'd like to put something, Dave. Maybe we can have something put on the bottom there. It says podcast, like looped around it. You understand what I'm saying? Like from the bottom? I
2: understand what you're saying. Okay.
1: <laughs> he,
0: that. He, Good. Hold on. Good. He, under, he understands what you're saying and is saying, fuck off. <laughs> nah. <laughs>
1: So we had talked earlier about a VPN that John and I both use. Go to Nord VPN. You get four months free. That's what you need to know. Boom. What you have to remember is this for a lot of you guys that are in other countries that Bellator is not available. This is a good way for you guys to tune in to watch Bellator. You guys can go ahead and watch whatever that is available in that country. So if you use the VPN and registered it towards that country, you can go ahead and watch Bellator from there. that will be a good idea for you guys Boom. and be safe about it. Be secure about it. So, uh, go ahead and use that uh, NordVPN. Tell them we sent you and John, take us away.
0: Tell them we sent you and you love what they do and what we do and we the Weighing In Podcast, even Podcast Dave being the guy who is always causing problems. We'll say, see ya. <laughs>